0: Greetings and welcome to the God Loves You Period podcast. On this episode, Scott, Terry, and Amy discuss low times in their faith journey.
1: Uh, welcome to the God Loves You Period podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Terry. And I'm Amy. Today is 9-11. 9-11 was yesterday, and uh, I thought we'd take a moment. Where were you on
2: 9-11? I was in San Diego, California. At home, I, I was
1: uh, That how you found out about it? Stay at home. Your husband was too. in military though. Yeah,
2: Randy Randy was at the base. Did he
1: deploy or did, did he go he, red light or whatever yeah, that thing's he, called? He
2: didn't come home that night. He stayed on base, had things to do, make sure the squadron was okay.
0: Wow. So a bit different. And I he was, was a baby in Mrs. Tupper's third grade class. <laughs> and I remember my dad coming and getting me early from school. Um and I came home. The news was on. My mom was like bawling, crying. And yeah, I remember seeing it on the TV and having my parents explain to my brother and I what was going on, which was very confusing as a third grader.
2: I remember calling my mom and saying, Mom, you need to watch TV. Turn on the fo- turn on the yeah. TV. Turn mm-hmm. on the TV.
1: That's, that's how I found out about it. My, I, we were doing a new church start. So my office was in my house. And my wife, I guess, was getting ready for a Bible study of young moms were coming over to our house. And my my assistant called me. And said, hey, if you turn on the news, though, there was a plane hit the World Trade Center, and I turned on the news right about the time the second one mm-hmm. hit. And then that night, and we meet. You know what are we doing? We're at war. Blah blah, all that good stuff. And then planned a worship service for that night. I remember I had to pray. None of the other pastors that were in the area were gonna were willing to pray for your enemy. So I had to take that on as one of my roles to pray in that moment. So. Oof.
2: Wow. I have a friend who was in the Pentagon on 9-11, and yeah. he was able to get his entire group of, like, 12 people in his office out that
0: day. Cool. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, my dad lost a coworker. Hmm. Yeah, in the Pennsylvania. Was it Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe, maybe that's, well, as we talked about the high moments, uh, about knowing God in, in the high moments, what, are, what about low moments on the journey of faith? What what, what 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 do we what do we consider low moments, a crisis or challenge that where where faith faith played a role uh, for you?
2: I think low moments give us an opportunity. I mean, it, it gives you an opportunity to truly evaluate the edges of your faith, right. perhaps. Um, although I've sort of been. Thinking about it because if, because people, what happens is an event happens to people, okay. an event that causes them to question their faith, and and it's not that there's the, that the event causes them to um, to because the opposite of faith is it's not that there's an opposite of faith, It's it that, that something is making you say, huh? I thought God would handle this situation differently, right? Yeah. It's because we're not able to wrap our mind around would God really do this to me and 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 it really all comes back to that Micah thing right walk humbly with your God and I think I think depending on how long you've been walking with him or how much that is true to you is sometimes where people get off the track when when life hands you bad stuff Mm -hmm. it's easy to just say oh he does not meet my expectations yeah. anymore because my life is so miserable right now. I'm just going to shut the door and walk away when really, yeah. truly the answer is that I have a faith here in Jesus Christ. And it's based on these eyewitnesses in this Bible that I believed wholeheartedly up until this really horrible thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. So how about I evaluate what am I really feeling? What is this alternate thing that, has, that I am, that's making me question whether I believe it anymore? You know, it's bigger than just—and and, and I think it has that's, to do because so much emotion is wrapped up. So much pain is wrapped up in the
1: pit. See, that, huh. I'm much better in the low moments about my faith than I am in the high moments. What do you mean? In, in the low moments, that's where I'm closest to God because mm-hmm. I have nowhere else to grab a hold of. Mm-hmm. So I can only grab a hold of God. And I, if, you, if you were to ask me about my true faith journey stories— It It gives you
2: an opportunity to grow, for sure. I I can
1: list out all the high moments, and they're wonderful. But it's in the darker moments where I can say that's where my faith grew. So my high moments, maybe my low moments, my high moments, I drop down a lot. But my low moments, I don't get as low as I always did,
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: I, I think, on some of that. But I I, I can look back on my own life and and talk about uh, low moments, Realizing some of the mistakes I made in some darker times at FSU and places, realizing God had to get me out of a jam and God did. Mm-hmm. Uh, made me rely on God more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I my call into ministry was uh, McIntyre calling me to go do a because a baby had been found at the bottom of the pool and I needed oh. to go to the ER and meet with the family because he couldn't get there. And I, I can tell you that was the moment I realized I was supposed to be in ministry. I was called into ministry because that was the moment where I realized it's not about preaching, it's not being glorified, it's not about the cool stuff, that you're, you're, you're light in the darkness, your hope when there's hopelessness, and that that was a powerful thing for me, it was dealing with AIDS patients at UNC when I was working on the hospital floor there, and and, and just the, and cystic fibrosis, I mean, my, those are two can, candidates, I patients I worked with the most when I was doing chaplaincy work, that most of them were, were gay men dying of AIDS, you know, yeah. no hope and bitter and angry in lots of ways, and kids dying of cystic fibrosis, I mean, it's just gut-wrenching, but uh, you know, I still, uh, you know, that. And, and then, you know, a powerful moment for me was when I did the new church start. Not having anything ready to go. Everything was falling apart. The horrible, miserable, terrible, no low, no good, gay. And like going out and praying to God and yelling at God and cussing at God.
0: And the rain
1: <laughs> falls down on me. And yet realizing that's the moment God's telling me, then all right, let me, let me do stuff. I mean, that that I grow in my faith could in low moments, right? You can relate to that, yeah, right? I could relate. But, and I, I wonder if I have, you know, in low moments, because you have nothing else to cling to but God, mm-hmm. right? I don't think God causes the low moments. No. I don't and think now so I will say something I have struggled with too is I've seen, I've experienced two people ex- experiencing the same exact low moment—a mom and dad. Lost their daughter in a tragic car crash her first day of senior year in high school. Oh. oh, and 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 I would say the mom was miss church lady, always in church, always doing something, and the dad kind of, sort of every now and then. Mm-hmm. But the day their daughter died, it completely reversed. Mm-hmm. The dad never missed church, was active in church, and his faith was extremely deep. And mom was gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Same event pulled him in two different directions. I've always, always wrestled with that and struggled with it. how does the same event cause somebody to grab a hold of God and other people to let go of God Oof.
0: oh yeah that's a tricky one I I, I mean because I hear that a lot of you know what what I think a lot of folks wrestle with and where you know I, I could get people on board with like God is not a puppet master causing suffering but it's the why doesn't God stop it from happening that I think people they you know it's it's that pivotal decision of, like, am I going to draw near or am I going to draw farther away that, I don't know, and I still wrestle with that. I mean, I think of my some of my low moments in, in college was in a matter of a week, I got into a car wreck. I got dumped.
1: Well, we've seen how you drive.
0: Uh, yeah, that was unsurprising. Uh. <laughs> Three months after I got right, a car. Right. We're
1: not surprised by that. If anybody's been in the parking lot with Amy, <laughs> just... Run out the way.
0: Uh, yeah, especially the the, the, the bus. bus. <laughs> um, so I got in a car wreck three months after I got my first car. Um, I got dumped. That sucked. And oh, that's
1: why you didn't want me using the word "dump" the other day in my sermon, <laughs> is because you got dumped. Still
0: sensitive. <laughs> Um, and my friend died this on the same week, and all of those things got conflated. That my friend did not die because of my car wreck, um, but no. it. Just in case any anyone is wondering, um, but it. I, I while I clung to God in that season afterwards. Um, I, it's something I'm interested. In. I mean, my mental health is plummeted so what happens when that's a huge thing right now is mental health crisis but especially in the midst of grief but i i think how do we balance mental? i think we could conflate mental health with like a crisis of faith too of like oh my gosh why why is the pain not going away why aren't things getting better why isn't god taking this away from me so that I, i that's a hard thing and i i wrestled with that but there are resources to help you after right. I, I think your that's, life falls apart. That's
2: the key, Amy, is that mm-hmm. I mean, my heart breaks for the mom. If if she turned her back on her faith, if God was if she felt so abandoned by God because her child died that she no longer believed there was a God. Mm. I mean and that maybe that's maybe she did or maybe she didn't, we don't know. But that is when some if people can't cling to God in those painful moments, that's where we need community around us Mm -hmm. or other people who help us, um, you know, sit in it and, and, and offer, offer how God has worked in their life. I know in my own pain where I see God the most is when he puts people in front of me who've walked the path ahead of me, who I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm not alone in this. I, I didn't, I've never, I haven't ever felt like God abandoned me. I, I didn't expect life to be perfect. I didn't expect my husband to die, but, um, but I, it wasn't outlandish. I mean, I'd seen, we'd had plenty of Navy people die in our life. And, and of course, you never think it's going to be your own spouse, especially when they're not even on a Navy mission. But, um, but it's when you see, sometimes if you can't, if you feel so abandoned, for me, the only way I could see God lots of times is through other people. Mm -hmm. through god's faithfulness to them and i'm like look god is being faithful to them he's gonna be faithful to me and again how i always look back i always look back and say okay look look at all these instances where he's not gonna stop now Mm -hmm. but if you don't have somebody to help you look back and see those things i could see where you could just walk away a person could walk away and say okay i'm it's easier to just not believe than to delve into all this pain well, I
1: think that's why the Old Testament is so full of remember. There's tons of moments in the Old Testament where it says, remember God did this, remember God did this, remember God did this, because we need to look back to remember what God has done, because in the moment we can forget or not see God, mm-hmm. but we can look back and remember here's where God has been mm-hmm. with us.
0: Join us next time on the God Loves You Period podcast, where Scott, Terry, and Amy discuss what sustains them on their journey of faith.